Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. We've got a lot of chats today. We do. Yeah. Uh, we practiced that off air. <laughs> uh, I liked it better the first time. Yes. Uh, no, we've got Adrian Allerberg, of course, as our social media, breaking down TikToks. And also, it's like, what's some of the things on TikTok mean? So maybe you can navigate the app a little bit better. Of course, an old... I'd say friend of the show. Uh, he seems like a smart man, but also like a crazy old wise man that's like, don't go up that mountain. Look, we're talking big cats because uh, one of our towns in WA, Lancelin, had a big cat sighting. I'm a mad skeptic. I'm not buying anything. I'm not picking he, up anything they're putting down. It was funny. He also seems like a skeptic or... Does he pretend to seem like a skeptic? Like, so then he drags you in. Yeah. Three chats in a row. Reasonable. He's like, I don't, I don't think, it's like, why can't you get a better camera? And then, and then one time he goes, nah, Michael, this is it. Give me your bank details. Like <laughs> 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 he goes, and you go, oh yeah, you haven't, you haven't steered me wrong the whole, yeah. whole time. And then, and then, and then you do it. <laughs> Missing Path Podcast too, I guess. Later, we also catch up with our uh, colleague, Alex Hasty. Yep. Uh, he's a strange young man who we're just trying to help him navigate yeah. life in a in a better way. And this is coming from two strange yeah. men. Like we are we are both very strange and he is the strangest. So stick around, there's plenty to come. Uh we got Ben Harvey first, yeah. So all the big headlines. Yeah. Done in a funny way. And then we ran around yesterday and shot each other. Yeah, it was really, really weird, but can't recommend it more. So there's plenty coming up. Politics, crime, sport. Finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's up early with Ben Ha Harvey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you giggling? Was, just, uh, <clears throat> professional. Yes. Kim Kardashian has gone to number one on the podcast charts with her new true crime podcast, which focuses on wrongful imprisonment and trying to free innocent people incarcerated. I tell you what, it's not the first time she's gotten famous for getting people off. Come on. Come on, you're better than that. No, I'm not. Oh, did, you gi- so did you giggle about that? <laughs> I did. In advance. Did. Come on. Come on, you're better. <laughs> Mark McGowan has announced the return of the UFC in Perth next February. Uh, he always does enjoying. Uh, he do- always does enjoy watching someone get jabbed who doesn't want it. It's a bit wordy. It's a bit like I think. I think you know. It's, it's I tripped sort of like, over the words is what I did. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Carrie Bigmore has announced that after the thirteen years, that she'll be departing the project. She had a good run. She hung around five years longer than the viewers. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. I'll send it to her. <laughs> Michael. Yesterday was our team building day of twenty twenty two. Yep. And I'm sure you've done many like team bonding exercises over the years in many different, like in many different workplaces. Uh, And yet we did something yesterday that I had never been a part of. Got the team together for a bit of laser tag. That's not unusual. No. No. But the unusual part was the kind of laser tag that it It was. was very wary. It was it was very wary. Uh, we're talking like uh, camo mm. bulletproof vests on, 
like as your as your sensor packs. Yeah. There's like there's no flashing yeah, lights. There's no know? like 13, 14 year old birthday party. It no. was like it was like war simulation. The guns were large, metal and heavy. Mm. And uh I feel that it was actually a bit of an inspired choice by management because we learnt a lot about a lot of people. Yeah, we did. Uh for example, uh, a, a, a small lady by the name of Jess mm. uh, is a crack shot. She yeah. is. <laughs> uh, she was. Uh, she was absolutely one of the best. We we learnt that they're head of sales. He's a Queenslander. Yeah. He was like he was best in the workplace. Yeah, but that makes fair. sense. Yeah, because you're born with a gun in Queensland. <laughs> and uh, our like our boss of the station, uh, he is a little bit lacking. Yeah. But I feel like that that was because. He wasn't partaking in the war. He was watching the war like a general. You know, he had a gun if he needed to use it. Mm. Like if he needs to make a redundancy, he's going to pull that trigger. Yeah. And emotionless as he does so, but but not as many as you would think. I was going to say, normally, like a good boss, he makes someone else pull the trigger. And that we did. Uh, And uh, I believe my my favorite thing I learned was um, Tash, who was our receptionist here Mm. at the station, uh, she is a little unhinged. Yeah. Uh, she was willing to always run like headfirst, kamikaze style, yeah. like into the other line, laughing as she did so. Uh, and I think that I p- think they're putting that down on like some performance reviews, like, uh, you know, like yes, fearless, but also perhaps like self-destructive tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. They are fully aware of that. Like they fully aware of like how people, Went about it. And, uh, Mitch, I think you disappointed quite a few people. I really did. Uh, particularly in the first half. I disappointed myself. There was, um, you weren't putting up any kills, mate. Why was, why was that? I don't know. I kept dying. <laughs> that's, that's true. But I, I just couldn't, I don't know. Uh, perhaps I shot a lot of people. Yeah. They weren't recorded. No. Um, cause I had my gun on safe. Like I had the safety the safety switch on. So, you know, similar to what I do here, I don't know how to press the buttons. <laughs> oh, Mitchell and Michael. Now, Michael Ross, you had a perk of working at this station because you had the work car. I got a car. What's up? Shannon Noll be bloody stoked if he got a I, I don't think I've heard that Shannon Knowles song. Haven't you? It was an absolute banger. Uh, no, you had the work calf. How long did you have it for? Oh, I felt like a while. I felt like about nearly two months. Ooh. Yeah, I think I had it through September, definitely. And then it'd be, so yeah, at least six weeks, n- nearly two months. Free fuel, free parking, uh, free, I guess, servicing, free everything. You I got know. a free clean. You got to do whatever you want. Now, did you drive it on the weekends? No. Rookie. You gotta drive on the weekends. No, I, because this is the thing. I knew that it would sort of come back to bite me if I did. Because what? if I had just said yes just then, no. you would have been like, "What a flog!" No, I've been using it all the time. But I mean, you you wouldn't. But that's kind of how you look at it. It's like when you when someone's like, "Hey, can you look, can you look after the kids while I just run out?" And it's like your friend's kids, and then you get to eat whatever's in their house. It's kind of like you get that's your <laughs> payment as well, because uh, you shouldn't have to pay for fuel anyway. But the most important thing is that that is over. It's gone. It's gone. And how do you feel about that? I'm very annoyed, actually, because 
Now I've got to I've got to go back into the old routine because my we only have one car in our household, uh, so I got to get the car back to my wife every day. So so it becomes it becomes that again, and it's like that is a that is a bit of a thorn in the side. Yeah, have you? Has it made you lean towards buying another car? No, no, <laughs> no because that would be spending money. Yeah, of which I'm still trying to avoid. Yeah. Uh, so I just have to, I, I just got to wear this now. I got to get more efficient, uh, so that I can leave work earlier to get the car home in time. Now, when you had to give up the car, you had to give it up the hierarchy because a more important announcer wanted it. Uh, how did you feel about their claim to take it back? I felt that they want it simply because they have to travel quite a bit. Mm. Uh, they did, they will need it to get to a couple of work things mm. for us. But I do believe she said most of the things she was doing are just work things for her. You know, that that, she, yeah. that she's got a side gig that she has to get to. Like when I go to like the casino or the, the fun dance places, I'm like, oh, it's for content for the show. Yeah, it's like, I'd, I look, I, she can have it. I don't, I don't care enough. Mm. But I'm not impressed. It's not a flex to be like, oh, I'm going to take the work car that I don't have to. I don't have to spend on fuel. I'm like, it's not work related. Wow. I play it by the book. Mm. I might be a tight ass. I might be a cheapskate. Mm. But everything is like a by the book. It's just a really boring, crappy book. But that's good. No, I'm just. That's just nice. That's by just... the log book. By the... <laughs> Which is missing, actually, by the way. But, I mean, <laughs> why have guys got... Really? What happened? We don't know, but it's not there. And the technician is uh, very upset. And he's like, how did we lose the logbook? Because why would you ever look at it unless you're a mechanic? Well, while, while I've got you guys, one eight hundred zero double one triple six. Just let us know if you've got any work perks. Because I would like to know if it's like, oh, I'm a tradie and I get to take a spanner home. My uncle had a great work perk because he worked for Coca-Cola. So we got to taste all the new drinks before they hit store shelves. Oh, really? So I could have tell, told you that Barista Bros was not very good a month in advance. <laughs> For another thrilling episode of Days of Our Minds. Oh, greatest soap since Dove. Uh, Neighbours might be off your screens, but this is here to stay. Uh, back, actually, by popular demand. Yeah, no, there was at least at least one. At least one, maybe two people said, hey, where did that go? And so I brought it back for you. It's all about the mining magnates of Australia and what they're up to. Recently, Doug came back from the moon to report to Gina on his findings. Gina didn't care anymore. She's in to netball. Like sand through the articulated dumpy, so are the days of our minds. Thanks for bringing me to netball, Granny Gina. That's okay, sweetheart. You know, I was more of a footy girl myself when I was your age. Watching those muscular, sweaty men run around in their tiny shorts, tackling each other to the ground. Uh, Anyway, since I put money into Australian netball, I've come to appreciate the game. Well, I think more people should watch it, Granny. The speed and skill at the top level is just amazing. But I don't recognise these teams. Don't worry, sweetheart. It's still all the teams you know and love. I just made a couple of adjustments. Granny, is this because of Shani Nador's comments? She's so ungrateful. I bloody saved the diamonds, putting that seven mil in. Granny, can't you just ignore them? It's like every time you fire with Twiggy over the dumbest things. It's not dumb. It's the principle. And so now we have the West Coast Gold Fever... 
the Queensland Coal Firebirds, the Collingwood Slag Pies, and the New South Wales Split Shifts. Gina, you've gone too far this time, and I know a thing or two about going too far. Clive Palmer! Tune in next week for another thrilling chapter of Days of Our Minds. 44 on Triple M, good times, greatest hits, and on a Wednesday we dive into the wild world of social media with the one and only Adrian Alleberg. Good day. <laughs> Here he is, the czar of social media. What language was that? Um, that was a, that was a, a, a dialect of Russian. You, you, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. A soon-to-be Russian country, Australia. <laughs> uh, mate, uh, how are you? First of all, good. Yeah, feeling good, mate. How about you? Yeah, good. Can you quickly explain to us, because uh, me, Michael, and the listeners were very uh, confused. Uh, quick uh, description of like a stitch and a duet on TikTok. Okay, so a stitch is when you take an existing video mm-hmm. and you will, let's, let's say, stitch on your video yes. on the end, right? So they might be like, uh, stitch this if you, you know, if, uh, if you have a story about something and then you'll stop the video uh, and, stop, and then you'll stitch yours onto the end of it. Beautiful. And a duet? Yeah. And a duet is, uh, you might have seen those videos where there's like two videos side by side. Oh. So the original video is happening. And then yours is happening next to it at the same time rather than afterwards. I, I bloody do know. I do know what's going on. But what I don't know yeah. are these three trends you've sent. Michael Ross is the first one. A win is a win. A win, a win is a win. I don't care which I say. A win is a win. A win is a win. I guess a win is a win. Basically, this was, um, I think it would say a, a dude was talking about his uh, football team winning. And I think that they were way better than the team that they just narrowly beat. Yep. So he was saying a win is a win. And everyone was like, oh, but come on, they just barely won. So the point of it is it's a situation that could be interpreted as bad, but you count it as a win anyway because you got something good out of it, right? Yep. So uh, examples might be like, oh, when they lost interest in you, but they had interest to begin with. Oh. A win is a win. A win is, <laughs> a, win, a, win. <laughs> is a win. A win is definitely a win. <laughs> Which can exactly. relate to that very well. <laughs> yeah. Next up. I mean, it's like teachers who've used it. Sorry, no, no, you don't. <laughs> uh, next up, we got uh, Teddy's. That's Teddy. And that's also Teddy. I named them all Teddy because I, I can't tell the difference. That sounds quite wholesome. It's, okay, so the, the girl is filming uh, chipmunks in her backyard, and she's got like a bunch of them, and she just calls them all Teddy because they all look the same. So basically, two things that pretty much look the same to you. So, you know, generally, all these videos are often used for relationship stuff. So it's like liking them, and it'll be like, that's Teddy, and then liking their attention. And it's also Teddy. So I can't tell the difference between how I feel or, you know, uh, for example, I'll let you know straight up not coming. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, so got you. Okay. It's like these two things are the same, and uh, but they, you know, they are basically the same is what, is what it's trying to say. Yep, 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 gotcha. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And finally this morning, uh, uh, an appearance from the, the lady herself, Bella Hadid. So my name, my name is Bella Hadid. What's Bella doing? So I had to look up who Bella Hadid was. I'm that out of touch. What? I, really? I no idea. It's like a supermodel. Yeah, I have, I've heard the name. Supermodel. Yeah, well, you know, I don't keep up to date with the fashion world clearly as much as you do, Mitch. Oh, fashion. But, um... Yep, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, so okay, this is when you do something just slightly healthy and feel proud. So this is a pretty good one as well. But like, you know, I guess because Bella Hadid, ostensibly, I wouldn't know, is probably very thin and has a great body being a supermodel. So people who are just dabbing the grease off the top of their pizza with a napkin, they're like, yeah, I'm Bella Hadid. I'm basically super healthy uh, and fit, you know? Like when you get a Whopper yeah. without the cheese and you're like, <laughs> I'm Bella Hadid. Oh, <laughs> Bloody yes. ah, yeah, you should be a personal trainer, mate. Like getting a quarter, triple quarter pounder meal and then just being like, I'm, I'm not going to have Coke, I'll have a water. I'm <laughs> Thank you very much. We're, we're both fatties because that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just got to make a little incremental adjustments where you can. You know? <laughs> the of social media strikes again. Oh, you know what? I think we should finish off on. Do you have any like TikTok wisdom, you know what I mean, just to pass on to someone? TikTok wisdom. Yeah, like, you know, don't follow guys with glasses or, like, l- watch out for this stuff on the internet. Why did you target me? I don't know. I just looked at you. Definitely don't follow the Mitch and Michael show. Uh, your life will only get worse. I've seen you've liked a few of our videos. <laughs> oh, no. I'm an imposter. I've been caught. <laughs> well, follow Adrian Allerberg across all socials. Great stuff as always, mate. Triple M, Mitchell and Michael, and joining us on the line now is Ben Bede from Australia's Missing Panther podcast. He knows everything, Big Cats. G'day, Ben. <laughs> hey, guys. How are you? Good, good. Uh, now, this has not just been a sort of uh, fleeting one-episode podcast. You've dedicated mm. much of your life to this now. Yeah, it's been a few years. Um quite a bit of digging around um, and I guess you guys are familiar I've sort of come across the WA and had a little uh, poke around there to sort of see what people have been seeing and some of the stories that have yeah popped up have been yeah, extremely interesting by both you know sort the, of cr- critics and credible yeah. uh, folks yeah. I was going to say you like them and the cats uh, did you see the story that I was talking about with in Lancelin with the, someone thought they saw a big yep. cat yeah, I did, mate. Yeah, I had had a little look at that one. Yeah, pretty pretty sort of interesting uh, piece of footage. Why is the footage of all big cats, Ben, <laughs> always from far away, blurry, lost in yeah. the hedges? Yep. No, it's a good question. It's a fair question. Look, I, uh, I sort of struggle with that one myself, but I guess, you know, I can really only put it down to, and I, I spoke to Lynn Hancock in the last episode, and she's an Australian biologist who's been studying cougars and big cats all her life. And I, I put that question to her, and she lives in uh, Vancouver Island, which is pretty much just sort of the cougar capital of that area. And she said, with people out there daily actively pursuing and looking for these things, biologists and experts and just people that, you know, have a general interest in the thing, she said they can go years without spotting one that, and that's with trail cameras out in the bush and you know people hiding in trees and and things like that so i guess you know if we assume that there is a, a smaller sort of population down the southwest or you know even across the eastern states of australia um then it kind of makes sense i suppose so i guess that's the best way i can answer that but i mean that little piece of footage i think it was lancel and i mean he was lucky enough to catch that on a sort of security camera um i mean look it looks okay it definitely looks large whatever it is but you know i would suggest that someone goes out there and does a bit of a size comparison you know takes a dog over <laughs> just to, throw to it where out it was standing yeah. and uh yeah just get something a little bit more concrete because you're right it is from a distance it is slightly blur- blurry 
But, I mean, the other thing, too, is wildlife photography in general is just really bloody hard, you know. I sort of challenge anyone to go out there for a couple of weeks and yeah. try and get a really clear shot of a fox, you know. It's not it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, we know they're out there, but it's going to be a challenge. Now, despite you investing quite a lot of time into this, mm. even in yep. your, like, descriptions of David O'Reilly, the head journalist from the Australian newspaper back in the 70s, yep. you said, on a slow news week, investigating. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe it was like the most important news story of the day. Well, look, I, I mean, his, his general interest was politics. So, <laughs> you know, he was just looking for a gap to fill in this, this newspaper. Um, so I guess he never actually had an interest in this topic at all. Never really heard of anything, but, you know, that sort of that headline that he stumbled across reading the the West Australian newspaper just triggered something in him. He had to go down there and had to have a poke around for himself. And he, he didn't believe it um, until, you know, he sort of did what I did and just spent so much time on it, hearing the people's stories, listening to the farmers, um, you know, who we both believe don't have any reason to make this stuff up. You know, they, they don't put you on, on a pedestal, you know, there's no... There's no, nothing to gain from this. And farmers themselves, they're just, you know, down to earth, credible folks who have a pretty good tuned in eye to the bush. So I guess when they say something, and it's not just one, you know, you're talking hundreds, you know, since I started this podcast, I've just spoken to them and they're just, you know, they've got that genuine tone in their voice and there's just no reason to lie. They don't want public attention. They just, you know, relaying a story that sort of they happen to stumble across. And yeah, I don't know, like it's... Uh, it's a tricky one, but, you know, a lot of people have seen something and, and down in the southwest, it just keeps on happening, keeps on, the stories just keep on rolling out. And, yeah, that's what keeps me interested and keeps the podcast rolling. Ben, we'll look into the Lancelin uh, sighting mm. more for you, but uh, if anyone wants to get in touch and has any photos or videos, uh, where should they send them to you? Yeah, just go to uh, my website, missingpanther.com. Uh, there's a contact page there. Uh, sorry, .com.au. There's a contact page there. You can reach me through that. Um, you can also listen to the podcast too if you're interested. And for those in WA, it's the very last two episodes, episode eight and nine, uh, focused uh, on, on WA. If you don't want to put yourself through 10 hours of pain to get there, just go straight to episode eight, eight and nine and ha- have a little tune in and see what you think. Missing Panther podcast, Ben B joining us. Thanks so much, mate. No, thank you, guys. Appreciate all the sound bites you've given me. It's been fantastic. <laughs> no problem. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Just a like a real interesting piece of news in the world of radio uh, is the death of like California-based DJ Art LeBeau. Yes, who is ninety-seven years old. He's credited as inventing the saying "oldies but goodies." Yeah, like when you're like, "What's an oldie but a goodie?" That was apparently he did that. He's also credited with helping end segregation in southern states. Like, Don't, wouldn't that be the headliner? Not oldies but goodies first, uh, and it made me think about just when did things actually begin. So I was having a bit of look online for like when did some of the stuff we normally do that we take as everyday behaviour or sayings, for example, and yeah. when did it actually start? Did you know that we don't have any proof of kissing right until about three thousand years ago? Really? Yeah, which is wild. Because it means, I'm pretty sure, the pyramids were built in 5000 BC. As far as we know, people didn't kiss then. They just built big stone pyramids, but they didn't kiss. Maybe that's why. And They weren't distracted. And here's the other thing as to why we need to find a date. Because kissing is not 
natural in that there's 10%, 10% of people in the world, mm-hmm. their cultures, kissing doesn't exist. It's not a thing. It, it needed to be invented. We invented kissing. There's certain places in ours where kissing's like not allowed. Yeah, not, but it's different to like the not allowed. They just like, they're like, what's that? And then you show them and they're like, ooh. It does. No, <laughs> I reckon it does kind of look gross. Like when you think about it. How about fist bump? Yeah. When did the fist bump start? Ooh. I feel like no one really fist bump until maybe like 15, 20 years ago it started coming in more. Yeah. And now it's very common. Was it an accident? No, it was it was it was deliberate. It was nineteen seventies. Really, the nineteen seventies, which is the same time we got the high five. So the high five and the fist bump have been around for the same amount of time, and they're both from the world of baseball. Really, when players were trying to figure out like how to like celebrate a home run, and the the guy who invented the high five at the LA Dodgers, he was like the other guy just had like yeah. his hands up, like yeah. And he's like, I I just decided I would slap them. What did they do? Just shake hands. Also, shaking hands, that's only been around since like 1500 BC. What did they used to do What did you used to do? These are the... So, congrats to DJ Art LeBeau, who invented oldies but goodies. And whoever invented kissing, thank you. And speaking of oldies but goodies... (laughs) To catch up with our young colleague who picks his shirts with a number generator, he does his washing every night, every night, without fail. Does he? I didn't yep. know that one. Every load, every night, uh, and always in the same order. He's an enigma. He is a strange young man. He is Alex Hasty. Alex. Alex Hasty joining us once again. Uh, mate, a special day coming up for you. It's your 21st birthday, very shortly. It is. It is. I'm going to have a big weekend over in Melbourne coming up. Oh, yeah. And then enjoying a weekend in Perth watching Tame Impala and then going to a 21st birthday lunch that I don't want to go to. Is it your 21st lunch? Yeah, it's a combined lunch for my girlfriend and I because her birthday is a couple of weeks after mine. Okay. And um, mum's organised it. She's got all the family going and um, she consulted me after. Um, and I did not want to do it, but now it's too late. <laughs> Does your partner like celebrating birthday? Uh, I don't think she's too fast, but you know, I'd be happy to shift all of the celebration onto her since my birthday's already passed. Uh, is she also twenty-one? She's also twenty-one. Yeah. Okay. Good job. So, why don't you like a birthday party? It's just too much fuss going on. I don't want any. I don't want all the attention on me for. Well, I guess it won't all be on me in this case. But yeah, it's just. There's too many people there to have to interact with. I'd rather just not do it. <laughs> do you like people? Uh, depends on the person. <laughs> okay. So I'm assuming most of the people there are family? It's your 21st? Not a fan of your family? No, my family are fine. I just don't want to have to deal with them all at once. I hope they're not listening. Do you, They're not. <laughs> Trust me, they're not. Um, <laughs> no one is. Um, do you have any friends? I I do. Only like two, but you know, I could invite them, but I also just don't want to now because my family's going to be there. So they're not being invited either. No, I had that choice and I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I don't understand. So you've been given a lot of flexibility on this, uh, and you don't have to do any of the work because your mum has organised it for you. So you're you've taken away your friends. You're just subjecting yourself to a situation you don't want to be in. Yeah, well, 
my, my plan is to find the easiest and the earliest exit point that I can get out of being there and then just bail on it. Right. So you want to you wanna find out how long do you have to be at your own birthday yep. before you're allowed to leave. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Have <laughs> you thought of doing, you do love your number generators. Have you thought of doing like, yeah, like top 10 reasons to leave, top 10 sicknesses, <laughs> diarrhea, food poisoning, uh, colds, and then just picking one and then using that? It's not a bad idea, but do I have to, how do I go about it? Do I announce it to the table or? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I have diarrhea. Uh, good night. <laughs> Would you find that less awkward than having to talk to everyone at your birthday? It's way more awkward. I think I'm just going to have to sit through it. <laughs> the diarrhea? <laughs> I wouldn't no, do that. not that. <laughs> Look, can you change the date at all? Uh, I'm not too sure. I think it's already booked. Mum's already booked it. My suggestion would be there's some lunch. wiggle room on that. Push it out a bit further so everyone forgets it was your birthday and so it's only your partner's 21st. It could work. It could. It's just a bit, then why is all my family there for her? But... <laughs> yeah, that is really weird as well. <laughs> Look, I don't know how to help you with this, mate. I don't know. I don't know why you're so caught up. It, it, it's your birthday. You should enjoy it. You're only twenty-one once. I oh, just, just say, just keep saying our birthday, but then yeah, okay. leave. Okay. <laughs> the situation, the party, the relationship. Maybe your family. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm moving over to Siberia or somewhere to get out of this one. <laughs> if you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review and share with your mates.